Welcome to the cage, you animals, for your tightest coverage of UFC and all things mixed martial arts for fans new and old. This is Better Fight Cast. <laughs> Leading today's schooling will be our resident MMA historian, Joe Neubauer, at Joe Knows MMA. Everybody else is on a May Mac hangover. I'm over here like, bring on the MMA. He's been living and breathing mixed martial arts since he was a kid scouring video store shelves for Pride VHS tapes. To help me bridge the gap between fans new and old, Gabrielle Tambowen at Gabby underscore T. What up, guys? Is somewhere between a historian and a rookie like myself. I am Mac Rokomo Jr. at Matthew J. Better. A credentialed writer, certified personal trainer, and a student of comedy. Exploring how to maximize the human experience. You can also see how else we do that on our sister production, Better Health and World. Find that and this on iTunes or SoundCloud. Also with the lovely players playing with me here tonight. We do that today by bearing witness to the bestest pure sport you can follow. Well, Joe, what should we know? Well, how's everybody doing today? How's everybody feeling on recuperation time as we are on the hangover of Maymac? Is everybody adjusting? Well, I actually, I heard some, I was at a party a couple nights ago, and I was oh, in the yeah. backyard, <laughs> and then I heard that inside the house they were talking about this fight, and I was like, oh! Oh, I got opinions. I got opinions. I heard they were yelling. That made me run even quicker. I know. And you did come in like that, and you're like, I want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody had already argued out, and I was there to just like, like, grab the ball and get it going. Get it going. And the first thing, okay, so, and so dude that was kind of leading the argument was pro-Floyd, pro-boxing dude who went by the name Peanut. Uh, I like Peanut. He was a cool guy. I hope I see him again. Uh, but he, and he got me, he was, he got me, he was saying like, what about them hammer throws? And I was just like, you're right about them hammer throws, you're not supposed to do that, you're not really supposed to do them hammer punches in boxing. Like, you know, perhaps Connor is lucky he didn't get this, get, didn't get disqualified. And we were talking about that a little bit and talking about this and there was like 12 people arguing. And so that, that kind of thing kind of petered out a little bit. And then a couple minutes later I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. What about that early stoppage? What about that early stoppage? What about that arguably early stoppage? So like, should they have maybe gone a little bit, a little bit longer? And Peanut was like, ah, yeah, yeah, they should have. You're right. You're right. You're right. They should have. They should have. And I kind of wish they did, but I'm kind of glad they didn't because I think that perhaps if they had let Floyd pound Connor a few more times, then maybe we wouldn't see him back in the octagon quite so soon. So there's that. So we're still thinking about it. We're not over oh, it. How how long ago? We're was not this? over it. How many days ago? It Three? was. Five it days was. Ago. Yeah, we'll just say three days ago, people are still arguing about the fight. Maybe, yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing, people are still talking about this. It hasn't mm-hmm. gotten out of mm-hmm. people's minds. I don't I'm know what's supposed to be. I don't know what's supposed stuff. to be going on in mixed martial arts or boxing. Yeah, because I mean, everything stopped for Maymac, and it's yeah. still on its hangover. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. are still consumed by it. It just shows you how big the fight was. They're still counting out the money. Uh, obviously, <laughs> obviously. Um, me, I'm so happy. I'm ready. You know, the reason I haven't been engaging in any more arguments with people because you say hammer fist, and I'm like, whatever. Floyd still knocked him out. Well, the hammer fist is not necessary. He did not necessarily hammer the rabbit fist. Punches. He didn't necessarily do that enough to get disqualified, though. No, he no, didn't. No, no. So no, no. we're good. And so, and at the end of the and day, so perhaps it was a premature stoppage. Like perhaps that was because they were so worried about the living personification of boxing up there. As I said before, this is not necessarily a boxing fact. It's more performance art. If it is some kind of a fight. Maybe it's an allegory play, and 
Floyd is boxing up there. Floyd is the living personification of boxing, walking around up there. And he and that 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 referee perhaps saw an opportunity to save boxing from peril. Boxing was probably not in peril, but perhaps boxing, perhaps perhaps the living personification of mixed martial arts up there performing boxing I... could have gotten out of it, could have recovered, and could have come back. We don't. We'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. It's like this one Patriots-Jets game that haunts me. It'll haunt me till I die. And I think it'll haunt me more than the Jets that were on that team that day. It was like a Thursday night or a Monday night game. And it, it was, the, I want to say the Jets were down two points, maybe. I don't remember exactly if they were going to go into overtime or if they was to win the game. But they were going for a 59-yard field goal at the buzzer at the end of the fourth quarter. And it's just, you know, commercial break, set up, set up, set up, here, here, here. I think they may have even... Um, you know, stops, uh, uh, ice the kicker, maybe. I'm not even sure about that. But by the time they finally got off, block the kick. We didn't get to see it. We, didn't, we, don't, get, we don't get to see if he made the 59-yard field goal. We'll never know. We'll never know. And we'll never know if Connor would have hit the mat or if maybe he would have ducked out of it. And who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But chances are this worked out for the best, and we'll see Connor. I think it still worked out for fighting the best. Fighting with all four sports. limbs much sooner. All sports involved, I think Otherwise. it worked out for the best. We can argue about rabbit punches, and my thoughts on that is it doesn't matter if Floyd still knocked him out at the end of the day. We can argue about it stopping early at the end of the day. Connor couldn't even bring his gloves above his waist mm. into that 10th round. Yeah. So it all it all is just irrelevant to me. The, the biggest thing to take away from it is both sports came out winning. Yeah. Both of them. Nobody looked bad. Connor should have looked bad getting knocked out in the tenth round, but him surviving ten rounds with the best pound for pound. He won those ever. first three rounds. Yeah, George. He won. The, oh, that's the other thing: the judging and the scoring. We. Will, oh. I was. I was getting into a peanut about how bogus boxing was. Yeah. I was trying to say this fight wouldn't have got set up if boxing wasn't already broken. You can make the argument that there was nobody to challenge Floyd, or Floyd was not going to come out of retirement nobody for anybody to else. Floyd anyway, at that level nobody. Of and, and I mean, is it worth Floyd breaking the record on Connor? Is that legit? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Look, I think people could have challenged Floyd as far as a boxing contest, mm-hmm. but nobody could have competed with Floyd and raised the level of the, the buy rate that this thing is shooting towards. Nobody else could have done that other than Conor McGregor. Nobody else could have generated the type of business this fight generated. The pop, the talk, the the aftermath, the... Butterf- so are we? Are we still? Are, are, does it? Are we saying that this was? I guess I'm saying it still doesn't quite. I'm not quite convinced it was a legitimate fight in the first place because oh, perhaps, perhaps Floyd should not have been able to break that 49 and 0 record on Connor. Was that warranted? Is that warranted? I'm still not sure. I don't care because boxing's okay not my it. sport. Yeah, we should be okay with it because we don't care. I'm okay. I'm with just that. saying how how should boxing feel about that? Should boxing should should this have happened? Look, Should this have happened? Is that sport broken? Boxing. Hated I'm, am in the I? Am I trying to? Am I looking for a fight I shouldn't thing. be? From am beginning, I just, am I just a end. rabble rouser? Am I a troublemaker? No. What are we even talking about? Boxing, what am I doing? The boxing I don't care. And the boxing fans hated. I didn't in even the ask these questions. This is they all hated in the middle, and they hated at the end. That's yeah. it. That, that's yeah. what they were. Like I said, they seem like a bunch of haters. But you have legends like George Foreman coming out now saying, and George Foreman is a legend. Yes, sir. He is a don in the boxing game. In my he opinion, fought, he fought Cassius Clay. The Thriller in you, you, Manila. You're not, you're, okay. There's no joke. If you, I mean, he fought Cassius Clay when he was Cassius Clay, right? One of like, the biggest I think, matches of all time. Almost positive. Yes. No, he fought Muhammad Ali. But he fought him before he was Muhammad the Ali, thriller, didn't he? No, no. Okay. The Thriller in Manila. My personal probably well, that's even more important. boxing match ever. Ever. 
I don't think there will ever be a boxing match as good as that one. That was the rope-a-dope by Muhammad Ali. And that's most likely kind of what Floyd did to Conor. It, it, it was. It was. Pretty I much. agree with that Pretty sentiment. Much. I really much. do. That's just generally how I feel Pretty about much. it. But at the same time, when George Foreman says that Maymac is probably the best fight of 2017 and all the fights haven't happened yet, he's kind of on to something. Because it's going to be the most sold fight. I'll guarantee you that. There's nothing else that's going to sell more. I love... What do you think is the best fight of 2017 so far? All so fights. So far? Not Eddie just Alvarez, boxing, Justin of Gaethje. Okay. No, wait, not Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje. That's the next, I'm sorry, Michael Johnson versus Justin Gaethje. Okay. That was my favorite oh, fight. Oh, is that what's happening now, Eddie Alvarez, that was really Justin Gaethje? Yeah, that's, that's, the, next? that's nice. the ultimate fighter. That's why I got You're hoping that's going to be the next. You're, you're so expecting far, that to maybe be. I mean, as far as MMA is concerned. Well, as far as all year. fights, all so that fight is better than the Floyd Conor fight. Personal, you can say that MMA. because that's, yeah. because that, I mean, that was a good Just boxing like, match, well, yeah. but it's still a boxing match. But it was very entertaining. It was very entertaining, but it's as far as fights... As fights go, it's not the, the best fight. Yeah, to, to me, watch. so far, fight of the year is Michael Johnson, Justin Gaethje. But I'm also MMA biased. I, I, that's that's fine. Don't 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 beat yourself up for that because no, you I'm should be because it's up. better. If you're I'm gonna watch, saying. if you want to watch fights, you should watch MMA. Mm-hmm. But I can see where people are coming from. If Maymac got it because of the numbers it drew, everything involved with it, the way it brought everybody together to watch one. Well, they're not in charge contest. here. The numbers aren't in charge here. But it, it was entertaining. It was very entertaining. Yeah. I loved how the first three rounds Connor came out. I loved the fourth, fifth, and sixth round, how it became a fist fight between those two guys. Mm-hmm. And I love how Floyd <coughs> took over in the later rounds. It just showed his, like really, it just showed him being a professor in the boxing ring. I, I, mm-hmm. I loved the story to it. I did. I loved it. I loved the hype. I loved the, the marketing. I loved everything about it. I liked how it was kind of like MMA versus boxing. But at the same time, now that it's over, let's just let it be over. I'm not engaging yeah. any more arguments about it. I'm like, look, both guys came out looking good. Just set Connor and up. Let's not do it again. Set Connor up <laughs> with a with the cage fighter, please. Next, please. please. Let's uh, not please. do it again. Can please. We please? I do want to shout out one thing, and I forgot to say this last week, and I just want to put it real quick. The MMA media. Now, boxing media. I talked about how bad they were, how they just disgruntled everything, disregarded everything. Not everybody, because when you got people like George Foreman coming out saying it's the best fight so far this year, and it probably will be the fight of 2017, that gives me a little more hope. Max Kellerman came on the next day after everybody called him out and actually gave Conor McGregor a lot of props and said that is a special fighter and he did a lot better than I ever thought he would have done. After he made remarks like he won't even land one punch on Floyd. Yeah, got to give him credit there. But the MMA media leading up to it, people like Luke Thomas, who did a fantastic piece on the fight. He didn't do it on the intrigue. He did it on what makes this such a special fight with an MMA guy against a boxer. Like, from footwork to the stances to the style to everything, that piece he broke down really was so genius. Nice. The fact that Luke Thomas and Brennan Schaub got together and they have oh, that's an interesting. unknown I like chemistry that, that wow. I've never even noticed before, wow. but both of it, first it was an interview Luke Thomas did on Brennan Schaub that was only like 20 minutes long that I was very entertained with. And then on the Big Brown Breakdown, Luke Thomas and Brendan Schaub got together and did a whole podcast together for like two hours. And it was very, very good. Wow, that's awesome. I got to give them that's a lot awesome. of respect. Ariel Hawani. Brendan Schaub is impressive. He is. And Ariel Hawani did his thing. I mean, his MMA hour for like three days straight, you know, he did his MMA hour show, all being like not one hour as the MMA hour in quotations is supposedly called. It was the MMA five hours. Yeah. But he I mean, he had guests on there like, like carrot top, he had, <laughs> he 
he had a who's who. He really did. Well, Caratop's buff now, so he belongs on the MMA hour. Yeah, I mean, he had I'm sure Stephen he's a, a legit Smith. cage fighter, too. He had that idiot from uh He had Stephen Fox A. Sports Smith on? One. Yes, he, um, when I say he had celebrities on there, I mean, I don't know who Is he's it, I don't. To be. I'm not really super familiar with Stephen A. Smith, but I get the impression he's kind of annoying like Skip Bayless. Yeah, for a guy that was kicked and off. Stephen A. Smith, someone who's kind of like a, he tries to be like a caricature of a personality on ESPN. Probably. Is he sort of like that? Probably. That's kind of his deal, I mean, right? he had Skip Bayless. Well, he had like legends like like Phil Baroni and Stephen Bonner. He had a who's who. I mean, from so it's just everybody to say whatever to they want him. about. He Connor felt Floyd. like it almost felt like he was almost putting on a show like uh, Ryan Seacrest with the celebrities yeah. and the people from out of like just you yeah. would never think would be on his show. Yeah, it's the, the MMA, the MMA red props. carpet on the way to the Oscars. I still got to give him props for stepping it up. And throwing his ratings through the roof. Remember, that was a guy that got kicked off the Showtime program. <laughs> he got kicked off of the Showtime program. <laughs> I kind of feel bad that, for him, but that's kind of funny. No, I actually don't feel bad for him. I don't I think feel. He did the I, best said, thing I ever. said kinda. He put MMA fighting on his back, and he drove ratings for them that went through the roof. And he did a very good job. Well, that's cool, especially since you've criticized fight. him, and I've seen it too for being kind of a critic of MMA, like kind of like a snarky. Whatever. He just he's a weasel like guy. <laughs> Like that's what I can say about it. He's a weird, he's one of those TMZ guys. Like he will bring the drama Ooh. and bring the controversy out of somebody. Sometimes and I'm like, are you just trying to start trouble? Yeah. Are you trying to make like he asked a question, but I, I guess he's successful. I mean, he's in a better spot than I am. Mm. So how can I hate so much? And I'm very critical of Eric Hawani. You can hate people that are more successful but, than you, especially if yeah. they're doing it wrongly. But but we'll, Eric we'll, Hawani we'll did a great job. We can talk he about really that later, did. Maybe when some of the bigger names like Joe Rogan wasn't heard of all that week. I mean, Joe Rogan afterwards, him and Brennan Schaub had a fantastic podcast with the Joe Rogan experience. But the other guy I want to call out is like Dan Hardy of the MMA community. What great work he did breaking down the fight. Nice. Just everything involved. I mean, from Pat Militich, everything. I just got to really give a big shout out to the MMA media and how much they stepped it up and how hard they worked. I saw it. And I think they deserve a little credibility. And I'm glad those guys got a spotlight to perform. And I never realized they were that good until a fight of this magnitude happened. Because this was bigger than anything. And let's start looking at the numbers. Why don't we? Let's just get right into it. I mean, for Fox. UFC on Fox. This is supposed to be UFC. Do we want to... Okay, so you're eventually going to get into the numbers of how many buys that we had. That's still to be determined. still to be determined. Do do we want to review everybody's guesses? Well, we will. Okay. But right now, I just want to go off of indicators. Okay. 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 Fox, that happened before. Can anybody name who was boxing on that event? Who was boxing on Fox before the pay-per-view started? Before all the technical difficulties. (laughs) I don't even know. I don't even have it written down. I said Carrot Top. And I don't even have it written down who was boxing. But none of them were in a 12-round fight. They were only 10-round fights. Uh. That, That also shows you how special Conor McGregor is. He There's made it to the 10th to round. Sport. He made it to the 10th There's round. There's levels to that. that sport. There's a reason why you start low and you go high in the rounds I mean, of boxing. He appeared competitive at least to the uneducated eye through at least the 7th or 8th round. But the numbers on Fox averaged well, maybe. 2.438 million viewers and peaked at over 3 million people wow. watching Fox. We can't even name who was fighting on there. None of us can name it. Right now, nobody can name it. I can name who fought on the main card. I know Badu Jack. You know, I know I know the young Money Mayweather guy. I don't even remember his name from Baltimore. Devonte, Devonte Davis, or whatever. Yeah, I, think I was going to say Devonte, right. Devonte, because I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I mean, the, the he's guy half. That came he, out, I think he's the Bills mascot. The guy that came looking like he came straight from a rave. He's the Bills mascot. <laughs> yeah, he wore half his uniform. That weird Smurf outfit. I don't know. I don't know. 
But over the horns three at home. million viewers on Fox alone, that is an indicator of how many people bought that pay-per-view. Yeah, it's crazy. Because they were tuning into that to watch people they didn't even heard of before a fight. Why? Because everybody was tuned into Mayweather-McGregor. And the paper numbers, first of all, Dana White has caught in a the lot of The pay-per-view numbers? The pay-per-view numbers. It's a good indicator. Yeah. If over three million people are watching on Fox and it's people we never heard of before... It's a pretty good indication those same 3 million people at least are turning into the pay-per-view Can broadcast. you imagine the sad people who are only watching the Fox fights and didn't have the it money? It didn't happen. Can you imagine if you're just watching that? Like, man, I bet those people are really enjoying that Floyd Connor fight later. Hopefully you're watching <laughs> Bro, like reruns I'm of Step you, by Step or something. Happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. Dana White's been catching a lot of flack. I mean, the MMA media, I still got to say, they ripped Dana to shreds over everything. First, it was, he said in Confidential, in a room that had uh, Uriah Faber, Snoop Dogg, and a bunch of people in it, he didn't know he was being recorded. Oh. And somebody asked him, hey, you know, how many buys are, is the Mayweather-McGregor fight trending? And he says 6.5 million. Oh! Which, by the way, just to... Ah! Just to... Ah! Just we to all took guesses! We all took guesses about a month ago! Just to please! We all took guesses about a month ago! Matthew J. Better. We all took guesses! About a month ago. We all did take We guesses. all took guesses about a month ago. I, I believe. We took guesses. I got to run down right here. I know I personally said 5.5 million and better. You sure Plus, did. Gabby underscore T said 6 million. What did I say again? Matthew J. Better says 6.5. Oh, that's right. But the only thing I will say, <clears throat> this is nothing confirmed yet. Shut up. Okay. What? Confirmed yet? But Dana said in confidentially, this was supposed to be an all fair thing that there were 6.5 million buys. Uriah Faber happened to be recording them and then recorded himself saying, "The press just said it's 6.5 million buys." <laughs> but we'll see what happens. We'll see how this thing goes. We'll never know the real pay per view numbers, but I definitely believe that that's the number. I I, I really do. Internationally, all all around. Because the MMA media was like, oh, I'm satisfied on Dana about it. But I, I think they're giving Dana too much flack. I have full faith in your coverage here. Dana didn't know that he was even being recorded saying that to people. So it's probably honest. And he hasn't came out and said anything about it since then. I will say that's interesting. Now, when they asked Steven Espinoza, Steven Espinoza said they are trending towards the Maypac numbers. It could exceed, but those are domestic numbers only. It's looking like it's at least going to do a little over, a little under Baypack, but that's domestic only. That's U.S. only. So we're looking at 4.6 million in the U.S. Mm. Do you believe that internationally, where it was only like thirty dollars to run the pay-per-view, whatever it was? I remember I broke the numbers down a oh, few it is, months ago. Well, it, it, that doesn't sound fair, but I'm glad that internationally was cheaper, so that more people could well, see it. Well, internationally, Maymax people don't have that like money like five. Okay. Do you believe that internationally this thing did at least two million buys? I mean, Ireland I would think is so. international, right? And that doesn't even count the people that are doing smoke signals to the indigenous people <laughs> of the Galapagos Islands that want to know what's up with Maymac. They want to know. Everybody, Everybody wants to know. The lost city of Atlantis. They're sending air bubbles down there, mm -hmm. or perhaps messages in pneumatic tubes. Do those buy? Because that costs money. But the one thing I caught from it when Stephen Espinoza said that, and Stephen Espinoza said he predicted it wouldn't even do past Maypac. But Stephen Espinoza is the type of guy. He's the big Showtime exec. He doesn't like to jump the gun. Mm. He doesn't like to think anything. Temper the expectations. He lowers his expectations. So he didn't even think it was going to beat that. But he already came out and said flat out, it's supposed to be around there or exceed it. So 
I believe it did over two million because I mean, well, Manny Pacquiao had a big Philippine market. I mm. mean, he shut the whole Philippines down when he fought, especially when it was against Mayweather. But same thing with Conor McGregor. Do you really think this thing didn't do two million internationally? Like, I really believe the number is around six point five. I genuinely do. Mm. I, I genuinely think that's what it is. Everybody, I think that's why the the apps all crashed for people trying to order yes, the fight because they did more than they thought. They didn't more than saw this fight. I don't think anybody. Did. I, I didn't talk. I didn't see anybody that said that I didn't see the fight. And if they didn't see the fight, they knew exactly what I was talking about. Right. They knew about it. They mm-hmm. knew it was on. They were obvious of the situation that went on last night. Restaurants were slow because of it. Business shut down because of it. Everything was different because of it. Why? Because if it wasn't associated with the fight, nobody was there. Mm-hmm. If you you're a mom and pop shop on the street, and that is what's going on. Yes, exactly. If you weren't a part of it, you missed it. It's like the Super Bowl. That's how I felt in where at least where I was from. It had a Super Bowl feel to it. Very much so, if not more so. Yeah. It was crazy. And then, of course, the refunds thing. I got to say, the MMA media jumped too much on Dana White about it because Showtime came out with a statement saying they'll offer anybody refunds that had problems watching the fight. You know, the UFC on their fight TV, their UFC.tv app didn't come out right away that they were giving out yeah, refunds. Took a while. And everybody slammed them for it. Wow. And it wasn't even 24 hours later, Dana White came out with a long speech saying anybody that had a problem will get a refund. I got to say, I think everybody jumped on him too hard about that. Mm-hmm. Like, Did you get just... your money back? No. I didn't I didn't ask for it back either. Though. Yeah. Uh, you probably could have, but good on you for not because we saw what we wanted. I saw everything I wanted to we see. We saw what we wanted. As long as I got everything from Badu Jack and on, I was good. Yeah, you missed like 45 minutes. Yeah, I missed some fun. Yeah, Badu Jack, that's what everybody's talking about. What did, what did I even miss? <laughs> really? <laughs> so... But, I mean, it's good. I mean, I can't believe that even in the following week, and even if you listen to all the MMA media, they're still talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything, boxing, MMA alike, this fight was that big. Mm-hmm. This was transcendent, and I think everybody's still in a hangover. Me, personally, I'm glad we're back to MMA. You want to see some legs. Yes, I want to see legs some being things. used, and finally. Now, and now that the God, dust We never did settled. see the Connor fake leg kick. Oh, that yeah. would have been dope. I guess now he that the dust has settled. He would have been fine, probably. Let's officially talk about this. Who's next for Conor McGregor? Now that I mean, we're completely over the hangover, right? I mean, as far as us, our hands are done with this thing, right? Like we're we're done with the whole MMA boxing scenario. Mm-hmm. We're done with Maymac. It's over. Mm-hmm. Like well, let's put this thing to rest. There's only one answer to me, in my opinion. Nate Diaz. Oh, of course. The trilogy. We got to we got to do the trilogy. Yeah. Not defend the, the title. You got to do the trilogy. I mean, we just had Maymac. We're in the age of spectacle. We want the biggest eyes. We got to go bigger. Nate Diaz is not necessarily bigger, but it's the closest that you're going to get to bigger. And the title defense is not bigger. Well, today, Nate Diaz supposedly claims he only walks around at 175. I disagree. I think he walks closer to 200, but that's what he was claiming. But, I mean, there's a lot of talk of it. And Nate Diaz has been outspoken more lately than ever. I mean, he's saying that Conor McGregor looked like trash against Mayweather. Uh, he almost got well, he gave him some job. props right after the fight, didn't he? Not really, no. No, he didn't? He said he looked like garbage, and I think this is all build up. <laughs> I mean, Shao yeah. Sonnen said that he has inside information that this is the next fight. I mean, Connor's already said that Nate will have to come to his terms. Probably saying it's oh, going yeah. to well, be I think that's the natural part of the story. He actually said times. Uh, Nate's boxing coach, Nate Diaz's boxing coach, claims that Nate's already talking. He needs at least twenty to thirty million dollars for the trilogy fight, which will be higher, other than Conor McGregor, higher than any MMA fighter has ever made. 
What did Connor make for the second part of the fight? Because that would probably be the highest. I don't know. Am I, right? I just know right before he fought Eddie Alvarez, yeah, in New York, he Connor said he was going to make forty million dollars okay. that year. But wouldn't everybody that agree year. that year? Not for that one fight. But for that year after Maymac, wouldn't everybody agree that Connor is the pay per view king now? Yeah. I mean that torch was passed, right? Oh, he had yeah. just as many people love him even after defeat. I would think so. As well, I mean, I guess what what if you are the pay per view king? What are you? Does that mean you could get the most pay per view bias? Because I believe if Floyd came out of retirement and he's not though. Well, hypoth- Okay. Well, okay. Okay. Well, then if, if Floyd is a non-issue, then yeah, Connor's you take Floyd out. Okay. The Floyd if he's not competing with and Floyd, even if Floyd came back. If and he's, he's not, not if Connor. he's not competing with Floyd, then Connor is definitely who could the Floyd fight? King. And you know, I'll, I'll counter that. Who could Floyd fight? That's not named Connor McGregor. I mean, I I would say it's possible that Floyd could fight anybody, and it would be possible no. that he would be Connor fighting. Nate I disagree. Because remember, he fought Manny Pacquiao. And did what Conor McGregor numbers did, but there, but it, but, but it's, it's Conor Floyd numbers, not Conor well, somebody else numbers. That, and then Floyd fought again after. What's Conor's highest numbers without Floyd? One point five million, from what I gather. That's much less, much less yeah, than, much less than Maypack. There was more eyeballs on him more than ever in this Floyd fight. This Floyd fight I mean, was, to be I to be completely fair and level. honest, and MMA is definitely my sport, way more than boxing. But I would. I would bet that if Floyd came out of retirement again and fought a no name, he could still it's it's still possible at least that he would pull better numbers than Connor Diaz three. You know why? Because I, I hope you're wrong. Media. I hope you're well, right. Well, here's the thing. I, I hope you're like right social because media followers. I res- I would respect the populace much more Connor because McGregor that's a much better fight. Floyd it's a much Mayweather better, much water. more legit yeah. fight, and I think Floyd's overhyped. Cla- Connor McGregor. I think his hype game Floyd is overhyped. But maybe I'm just not. Water. I think Connor's the superstar now. He was. I thought he was going into that fight. Now Floyd, because he won and he looked good, mm. I think he still kept a lot of attention. Yeah. I think he it's that high. But there's nobody I can think of that Floyd Mayweather could box that will put up. Close you might to the you might have me sold on that actually. That I might McGregor be play- I might have been playing devil's advocate a little too little too much. You know, I generally believe. You might I be thought, right. You I might thought right. Connor was the one that really sold that fight. By I the way, I think he gained a lot of fans too. I think uh, who Connor? Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, think, like I said, he came out looking good. I mean, Connor was hungrier going. I've never heard anybody fight. say I'll never buy a Connor McGregor pay per view ever again. Yeah, seriously. I generally think him and Diaz. I think everybody's underestimating it. I think it's going to do huge box office numbers. Well, it's not going to outdo this. Way mu- it might not outdo this because I don't think the whole boxing. What did the last one do? Be probably one of the biggest. Was the last one like two point nine or something? It was something? like one point six or one point five. Yeah, I think it did over two million easy. Yeah. Oh, I think so. I'm wondering if it could double the last. Because think about it. That I is wonder the plate. could 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 Maymac help double. The Connor Diaz, the Connor Diaz number. Yes, I, oh, yeah. I, I, I think, think so, I, th- yeah. I think oh, I'm yeah. gonna I think I'm gonna go with double. That's not necessarily I'm my final at, answer because we're not picking right now. But I think I'm gonna. You said 1.6. I'll go 3.2. You go 3.2 for now. Okay. This is my early pick. Early pick. I have. I'm thinking have at least right 2.5. We gotta wait till yeah, the fight's booked, like, yeah. and then we can really pick. I agree. Yeah, let's, let's stop go jumping three, the gun. No, now. I'm gonna go 3.2. I agree. At least half. There's one thing that one of those little carrots on. with the underline, so three point two or greater. That's okay. what they taught me in elementary school. If Conor I McGregor think. versus Nate Diaz is booked for December, January, February, it doesn't matter when. If it's booked next for Conor McGregor, does it break the UFC record for pay per views all time? Which is 
1.5 or 1.6. Okay, so the, so Connor Diaz 2 is the record right now? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm going to give it a generous 1.6. Definitely going to okay, be that. So you think it will beat the 1.6 oh, million? We can all agree on that, right? Oh, it yeah. will exceed oh, 2 million yeah. buys. I think so. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I, I, I'm glad we all came at least to agree still next. That, that's exactly. It has to be the next fight. It's the one I am claiming. That is the best. And it's so it's much better to. than the Money Mac fight. It all really right, is. Let's say Diaz isn't it. What, what, who would he fight in the title defense? Tony Ferguson? Who would that Tony be? Tony Ferguson or Kevin Lee winner. Tony Ferguson. Yeah. And I think Ferguson. that'll yeah, be the one. Point. I mean, that, that'd be a cool fight, but that's not nah. That's not D. It wouldn't be nah. as good. Even, I mean, if you're a purist and you want the best of the best to fight these and the titles and all that stuff, but even if you're an MMA fan, you want the best MMA fight, and I think D.S. Connor would be a better fight in and of itself in a vacuum. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing I am tired of, though. What? I'm tired of the MMA fighters talking boxing still. I'm tired of these guys calling out boxers. Cody Garbrandt, for instance. I'll bring him up. Wait, is he trying I to box somebody? Cody Garbrandt. Is he trying to box somebody? He wants to go to boxing. Who does he want to box? Did he call out somebody? He doesn't call out anybody. He just says he has aspirations of being a boxer also. He also has aspirations of going to fight Demetrius Johnson at 125. Bro, Bro, you guys remember the Ravens safety who went to boxing? Yeah, once the strike was over, he went back to the NFL. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Cody Garbrandt hasn't even defended his who world championship yet. He was a great safety. Samari <clears throat> Roll? No. I can't remember who it was. I remember when when the NFL player when they went on strike. Oh no, it was it was. Oh, I know who it Tom is. It's on the tip of my tongue. Or... You know what? It doesn't even matter. <clears throat> That's NFL. That's a whole other discussion. But Cody Garbrandt, you know, he needs to defend his title in oh, MMA yeah. first. Okay, we have Stipe Miocic, the heavyweight champion of the world. Ooh, he I keeps like talking him. about fighting Anthony Ooh. Joshua, the boxing heavyweight champion. First of all, I don't think he stands a Steve chance. Steve Miocek, Steve Miocek, I want you to use your legs to fight too. I want to see you in the eight sided ring. It just shows that whatever Connor Come does, on, people Steve always Yes, and here's the thing: I like just because Steve Connor did it, they can't do it. They could not do it. Just because he did it, they can't. Joshua versus Steve would be interesting. It'd probably sell a lot of units, but it won't even sniff the underwear of what Money Mac fight was. It won't. No. It, that's just fact. Not it will close. not even come close. It won't even do one fourth. And don't we like Stipe too much as an MMA fighter to watch him go to boxing? We do. I think they all need to just stick They're chasing in their that money house. just like Cody Garbrandt. He won't go over to boxing. He could fight anybody in them lower divisions. He's mm-hmm. not going to do what Conor did. They have to understand Conor McGregor has built himself up. He is a commodity. He is a pop culture, pop, pop culture <laughs> hero right now. The guy is larger than life. He's bigger than everybody else that's in the sport. He's bigger than the sport, honestly. Yeah. Yes, you know, he is. He's bigger than Ronda Rousey. He can write oh, his yeah. own. He can write his own ticket. He can do he whatever he wants. He does not need the UFC. No, he does he not doesn't. need MMA. These other guys do. They will not make he could the type do of money anything. He, does. he could do WWE. He could do Hollywood. He could do anything. And Stipe Miocic is a guy who's having contract problems, I guess, because he feels he's not making enough money. And he was calling out Anthony Joshua, doing everything. And I was so happy. To hear today or yesterday, I forget when it was, that Anthony Joshua is officially signed to box Bulgarian Kubrat Pulev on October 28th. So, Stipe, you need to pick an opponent in the MMA, bro. Like, I, I get your contract. He's the heavyweight situation. champion, right? Yeah. If, if you feel unhappy, Who's you need contender? to renegotiate. I'm thinking it's going to either, it's got to be either Cain Velasquez or Francis Ngannou. You can't go wrong with either one of those. You can't. And that they're both great like fights, but fight. are they money fights? I don't know. The, I. I would try to get here in time to catch either but one of them. That's for we'll see what happens for sure. Oh, and I got to give a call out. Now I'm waiting to see who the boxers are going to be. I mean, there was a re- goofy report that I never believe that that 
Anthony Joshua was thinking about coming to MMA and fight Alistair Overeem. No way. Good luck. I believe in well, what no. I see a boxer come to MMA. That was no yesterday. Way. And then today he got signed to his boxing contest. No it's way. There is no boxer. But no boxer will come there to There is one MMA. boxer right now that is being very serious. Andre Berto. Yeah. Is telling Dana White to call him. He's got a he kickboxing background or something? No, he is a boxer with a 31-5 record. Has held titles, 24 knockouts, the 145-pound division. In boxing, that is welterweight. In the UFC, it will be featherweight. He is MMA in his family, as his brother, Edson Berto, was a professional mixed martial artist. His record was 17-12, but he is a strike force. We're talking about his brother. Yeah, but what I'm saying is with... Did he fight his brother? At least with Andre Berto, it's in his family. Yeah. He has to have close relations with his brother. and That still feels like a money grab. That still feels like a... Okay, okay, but okay. I'm interested. I'm a little more sold on I'm it, interested. but it still feels like I'm might hey. be. It still feels like a setup Look, for a little bit more of a fleece job. Do you hear any other boxer saying this? Do you hear any other boxer no. saying, "You know what? I want to get in the Which cage"? Which is why I think this guy is like the closest to the close, and maybe he ended up in boxing because he was too rebellious to get down with the mixed martial arts. You shouldn't use your legs to fight. I mean, I'm interested. If Andre Berto is serious, I would love yeah. to see. I remember when yeah. I said Amir Khan, he was interested at one point. Put your money where your mouth is, bro. Because I really feel, I, I, I want to see it, and I want to put him with the right matchup because I really genuinely feel that a boxer will get more embarrassed oh my God, dude. Than, a, than a mixed martial artist in a boxing me? ring. Oh, yeah. James Tony, if you see, seriously, go look up James Tony versus Randy Couture. That thing didn't even last a minute. Connor went 10 rounds in your sport. James Tony didn't even last like two minutes against Randy Couture. Randy Couture did the simplest ankle pick. To take James Tony down, that's like the the first wrestling move you're taught in high you school. You can't be one dimensional in the UFC. Yeah, you just can't. And he choked him you out can't. quick. No boxer in his right mind would step into. So, the, but I'm interested. Way. I mean, we got no Gokan Saki, kickboxing cage. world champion, coming over to UFC in in Japan in like two weeks. I want to say. I'm I'm much I I'll drink the Kool Aid much more on a kickboxer than a boxer coming. Mm-hmm. To the but hey, MMA did it in boxing. Let's see a top level boxer come over. I'd to love MMA. to see them try, but you're not. You're, I'm not going to convince. I'm not going to fool myself into thinking that's going to be a legit fight. The only guy see in mixed martial arts that I think is saying the right things, and I'm I'm kind of unhappy to see him go. But at least Jose Aldo, he's calling out the UFC now. He wants to finish his contract. He's trying to. He's begging for a fight. He wants to get on the Madison Square. Does he only have one? He has four fights left. Jose Aldo, (laughs) one of the best featherweight champions of the world. And you know, while to finish that contract, especially if they don't like you. Yeah, Jose Aldo is a guy that doesn't fight consistent enough, but he still has four fights. left. Is that on him or on them? On him. Okay, so he could finish out this contract quickly if he wanted. Yeah, he could finish it in uh, two years. It's going to take him at least a year. He could finish it in a year if he stays I mean, healthy that's and hard. stays that's, active. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, he I mean, just that's, lost the that's, title. That's Cowboy Cerrone schedule. That's not your average MMA well, if fighter. if he wants out of that contract, Your average MMA do fighter doesn't fight every three months. Well, Jose Alvarez came out yeah, like, this week. Three to four months. You think, you think they fight every three to four months, really? About, about that. They can if yeah. they, if they I'm not saying do they can. Do you think your average MMA fighter, your average Jose Aldo... Fights every Jose three Adam months. Is a bad example. Okay, well, your yeah, average your average fighter of his, of his caliber. Take of, Demetrius of, Johnson. Well, Demetrius yes. Johnson isn't necessarily. Take McGregor. Yes. Every three four months. Yes. yes. I guess you're right. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. It depends on the fighter. Yeah. Jose Aldo's a guy who always he's 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 had a lot of injuries. I've always had the impression that Cowboy Cerrone is always in there, but he's but people say Cowboy he fights Cerrone a lot. fights like every month. <laughs> oh, used to. 
I mean, that guy stepped up. Four months a year sounded everything. like a lot to me. I would figure your average MMA fighter is more like well, two, three times a year. When they're young, like I was watching LFA the other day, mm. a lot of these guys, it's like their fourth fight already this year. When well, you're I'm young, talking you about someone who's at Jose Aldo's stature. Well, Jose Aldo least. takes a little longer than usual. Than well, not guys. him necessarily, but the people in his in his, in his his caliber. Well, I'm, I'm, I went the lightweight. Conor McGregor's the champ. Mm. He fights more, you know, he Conor McGregor when he's Well, we've seen him fight active. twice in the last year. Yeah, well, when he's active, he's active. He fights. He keeps going. He just, you get one fight, you get another one. Uh, Robbie Lawler, when he was champ, he was very active. Hmm. Tyron Woodley's been a very active champion, if you think about it. Has he fought three times in the last 12 months? Yes. But not four. Yeah, because it was was in uh, November when he fought... Um, at Stephen Thompson, then he fought, fought Stephen, Stephen Thompson, Thompson again in March. Again. And then he turned around in July and fought Damian Maya. So would you say yeah. every four? Would you say every four months is the average for yeah, a about UFC four months fighter? Is the average? Four yes. months, okay, yeah. depends on injuries and but what's it, going on. It just, yeah, but yes, four depends. months is the average. Okay, it absolutely is. And Jose Aldo, he's not the champion. Nope. He can get the fights oh, yeah. if he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. If he wins, if if he comes out unscathed, he's like a once a year fighter. Yeah, that's the only problem with Josie Otto. It sounds... But, okay, anyway. What he wants to do is, at least he's doing it right. He wants to finish his contract and move over to the boxing world. He wants to just be done with MMA. And I'm going to say to any of these guys that want to go over to boxing, at least, hey, you know what? At least he's willing to admit, hey, in four fights, I'm done. And I want to move over full-time to boxing. So be it. Is he a strong boxer? I don't know. I don't know. But that's if not that's a good what he wants sign. to do. If you don't know Jose Aldo, whether or not he's a good boxer, it's not a good sign. Well, for he can't be bad. He's got great hands. He's got great stand-up. Yeah. <clears throat> One of the best stand-up ever. Very patient, very composed, very accurate, very you know, very speedy guy. I mean, only time will tell. Mm. But at least he's, like I said about Connor, if he wants to be a boxer, you can't go back and forth. He wants to stop MMA. He's going to fulfill his contract mm. and go over to boxing full-time. Mm. And I'm okay with that. Like, if that's the move you're going to make, if that's what you want to do, if you think the grass is greener on the other side, you go ahead. But I guarantee you one thing, you're not going to be a champion. You can mark my words on that. You will not be champion. It's not that much easier. You've trained all your life for MMA. Good luck. Good luck, brah. Good luck. Go do it. Seriously. That's ludicrous. (sighs) But okay, I'm, I'm done with this MMA boxing thing. It's actually giving me a headache. I'm done talking about MMA fighters wanting to be boxers or boxers wanting to be MMA fighters. Like, let's just be done with it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. To Tom Zibikowski. Tom Zibikowski was the Ravens' safety who uh, boxed when they were on strike. Yeah. I remember <clears> that. <throat> All right. He was dope. I miss him. So, I loved him. <laughs> well, to bring up something, let's strike up another subject. Uh, everybody's favorite word. Reebok. <laughs> <laughs> it's your favorite four-letter word. Well, i got to give Reebok credit for one thing. They're in the news today because they're introducing a new UFC Legacy Series. Fighting gear. Like, if you you can look up their shirts, they have fighting gear for the main and co-main event fighters. One being a Demetrius Johnson shirt, which says Mighty, because Demetrius Johnson has supposedly changed his nickname from Mighty Mouse to Mighty. I guess he doesn't like the mouse in it. But it's a really nice shirt. It's a Legacy Series. They're actually giving them walkout tees now. Their own customized T-shirts for an event. I'm so caught up on Mighty Mouse changing his nickname. But, okay. um, they're on. changing their Reebok look. Now, I know how everybody feels about the pay structure, from the fighters to, and oddly enough, how outrageous the fans are about it. 
that the fighters aren't making a lot of money for Reebok. And regardless of how you feel about that take, I got to give Reebok credit for one thing. I saw Demetrius Johnson's shirt. I saw Ray Borg's walkout shirt. I saw Amanda Nunez, and I saw Shevchenko's. And I got to say, I like all four of them. Nice. I'm not going to buy any of them, but if it was a bigger fight and somebody I actually was like really invested in, I like the way things are going here. I really mm-hmm. like it. And their gear that they wear in the ring. They had a lot of people modeling their new gear, the you know, like new fighter kits and stuff like that. And it looks a lot better. It's like they really stepped it up. So as far as their product for the fighters as what they get paid for is to wear into the ring, it's getting a lot better. Now, as far as what they get paid, that's a whole other level. Mm. I mean, if that's what they're wearing in the ring, I don't see any reason why the fighters can't wear a hat or a different T-shirt at the weigh-ins or whatever to make more sponsorship money, but it is what it is. But Reebok's not allowing that. The UFC is not allowing that. And Reebok, that's the deal they cut. Mm -hmm. Reebok's the only thing they're allowed to wear. Fight week, fight promotion, during the fight, after the fight, whatever. Mm. Until they're officially not in that fight week, they can wear whatever they want. So, I mean, like I said, everybody's view is what they get paid, Mm. whether they're underpaid, whatever. That's a different story, and really it's none of my business, but as far as the looks of what they wear, it looks a lot better. Sure, it's your business, because you're supporting it. Don't say it's not your I business. I am supporting it. It's, it is your business. But it's not my paycheck. That's for the fighters to fight. That's not my fight. I'll fight for who gets a title shot or something, but that's for the fighters to fight in their paychecks. They're not fighting for my paycheck. I think it's fair for the fans to complain to the organization if they don't think they that the fighters They can complain if they don't like the way treated. it looks. I think they can complain if they don't like how their fighters are being paid. Yeah, why not? This has always been a crazy thing to me. I don't understand everybody's fascination. This was another thing in the money fight. I don't understand everybody's fascination in what other people makes. I've never got that myself. Like, what's that my business? Like, you're getting paid $40,000 to walk out in a Reebok year? Dude, I barely make $40,000 a year. Who's fighting for me? So I just I never saw that side of it where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna fight for this guy to make more money, even though I'm over here grounding up change. Well, you could argue that there's the guy who's actually out there fighting, making this amount of dollars, but then you're also the guy behind the scenes who is not lacing up and is making ten times what that mm-hmm. guy makes. Perhaps if that person who's not lacing up would break off a little bit more. Things could, yeah, I mean, be, things could be a little more equitable, hey, look, and people could be able to support themselves a little bit more and be a little more, more it, fair, a little bit more just. That's that's it, why the fans have the right to complain about that part of it. Looking at it, look, it seems like the Reebok deal is a little unfair, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, like I said, it's just not my fight. Like I don't feel like that's you my fight. You can complain to ownership about it. I can. If you don't like this and that, you don't, heard, like neon, you don't like the neon, you don't like the fire, you don't like the fighter kids from yesteryear, you can complain about them not taking care of their employees that are actually <clears> the ones <throat> producing the product that you love so much. I've watched a lot of people that say they don't respect the UFC or watch it anymore because of the Reebok deal. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with the sport. Uh, well, it's like... And it's not their only source well, it's, of income. Well, I mean, it's if you think that it actually has corrupted it, if you think that it's if, if, if you think that the players aren't being treated fairly and you can't watch it without thinking about how unfairly they're being treated, I can respect somebody who decides well, to walk away. It's like, okay, so supposedly Smashing Pumpkins, Infinite, Col- Infinite 
the Melancholy Infinite Sadness is a double album, one of their most famous, perhaps their most famous album. Supposedly, Billy, Cor- Billy, Billy Corgan went back and re-recorded every single other band member's part on that album. If that's true, even though that is a beautiful piece of art, it could ruin it for a lot of people, and I understand why. And the Reebok deal could be their Billy Corgan. Mm. Hmm? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I if they so. hate what they're wearing, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're getting paid to wear clothes. That's the way I look at it at the end of the day. And to me... To hate a sport, and it's not even about the sport, it's about what they're wearing. Mm-hmm. It's not about the sport. Well, it's the behind-the-scenes thing and the people making the sport not being treated fairly. It's why I walked away from the NFL to a large And extent. back in the day, I just remember when people used to get ripped off. Mm-hmm. People that say they're going to pay them forever, you know, for stuff, and they never did. Yeah. And especially for the new guys that come in, they weren't getting paid nothing because they couldn't get any sponsorship deals. They're getting guaranteed money right away. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I've never invested that much time into it where I'm like, it, it, it consumed me to the point, like other people, where they actually hate the sport because of it. Mm. And, okay, I get it. They don't like the deal. But as far as what they're wearing, as a consumer, if I want to buy Reebok gear that the UFC fighters are wearing, these walkout tees, like that Mighty, that, uh, mighty shirt for Demetrius Johnson, his walkout t-shirt, come 215, looks very good. I like it. It's actually a nice-looking shirt. I'm a fan of it. And I would consume that product if I was a bigger Demetrius Johnson fan. Now, if they make a nice one for Diaz or Conor McGregor, some of my other favorite fighters, Tony Ferguson, mm. um, I'd probably definitely buy it. I'm just not particularly into this fighter, so to speak. Mm. But I, I don't know, man. Like everybody's hatred towards Reebok, like I get it, but I think you've it's made more a pretty good argument fight. for the fact that Reebok is not necessarily as unfair as people make it out to be because there are fighters they're like politicians senators who don't need to lobby for re-election funds because mm-hmm. it's there they can yeah. focus on fighting they don't need and to worry about forever. the endorsements so yeah. perhaps it is not fair to really poop on reebok mm-hmm. you know because maybe it is making it a lot better they for a lot deal. of people that is very possible too they cut the deal the ufc agreed to it the ufc at the end of the day is the one that you know agreed to it uh you of course ufc is going i mean reebok's going to take advantage now, in the beginning, when they were having all types of wardrobe malfunction, that was their only job, was wardrobe, I had to question a little bit. But now that they've really gotten the wardrobe right... Do you mean because the wardrobe looked like garbage? Okay. Yeah. Everybody looked the same. Now they all don't so no, look the no same. So no nip slips. We yeah. saw the nips we were supposed to and the nips we weren't supposed to stay yeah. concealed. Okay. And now it just seems like the, the over the past few years, they've kind of, they're, they're starting to master it. As far as mm-hmm. the look inside the octagon. Yeah, I, I just good. was taking a look at it. Fighter styles the, are looking, they look good, right? Yeah, not just the, even the walkout shirts, but just mm-hmm. the, you know, the different, you know, tops, bottoms for, you know, when they're actually in the, you know, cage fighting, mm-hmm. look, you know, look look good. And, and and the thing is, now that it's been a few years of Reebok, my whole thing is, like, I get your point of view, like, where, you know, you if the fans are upset, they have a right, whatever, preach, you know, go on. Mm-hmm. But... I just view it as, look, that's not my fight. That's the fighter's fight. And there's been plenty of fighters that still complain about it. That re-signed contract. I still say it's fine for the public to. The more the public knows about it, the more leverage those guys have when they're going to the yeah. table because well, it's all about the fans, and the fans want all aspects of the product to be legit. Also we don't people, want we don't want like slaves out there, do we? Also we want to know that our people it. who are entertaining for us are being well compensated for. They're mortgaging their future for this sport. Every single hit to the head is a tiny bit of CTE damage. And that's they what they put themselves They are mortgaging in. their future, yeah. 
Like, I didn't but, force them But to do the it. UFC also has an oligopoly on this, basically. It's almost well, yeah. a monopoly, so they should take care of those And people. my biggest problem is a lot of these guys, they just complain about it, but they haven't done anything about it. Yeah. If you hate it that bad, then go elsewhere, where you can get open sponsorship. Well, voicing your complaints to the public, the fans, I think, is a valid way to try to fix it that is, solution. It is, but I've seen guys that have voiced their public... I'm not going to say any names right now, mm-hmm. but I've seen guys that have voiced their, public, their opinions to the public mm-hmm. and then re-signed a UFC contract. Right, with but the there's still almost field. no other recourse. That's, it's I just, mean, I don't know. PR is the biggest hit. I feel so. like fighting for another person's paycheck is just... To me, and I'll say that about any sport, <laughs> a lot of the media will say, hey... You know, the, the, the contract should be open to the public. It should be everybody's business. Everybody should know what people are getting paid. And I've just always been the belief that, like, that's nobody's business but you and your families. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd hate that. I, I, to me personally, Debatable. I would hate the fact that everybody knows everything I'm making. Yeah, I understand why Like, when I sign people... a contract, the whole public, everybody, everybody across the United States, even in international, anybody can get on Google and look up exactly how much I make a year. Yeah, because I mean, that's kind of scary to me. Any other job, it's nobody's business. But when and that's you're, the other thing. But when you're nobody's fighting sport, for my money. You know who's fighting for me? Nobody. People are trying to take my spot or kick me. They don't care. Are them fighters going to come to me and fight for me to get more money after I just got screwed over? I don't think so. I mean, that's fair enough. I, I don't know. I, I just never really understood. It just seems like a silly fight. Like, why are you fighting for it? Focus. Why are you fighting for something that's none yeah. of your business? That's all I don't get. You're just, like, just waste. Waste yeah. of your time and energy. You're just watching the sport. Yeah. That's it. At least that's how I feel If you don't like it that know. much, just don't and watch I, it. I bet don't you if people it. heard this, I'd probably catch a lot of heat for this. That's fine. I don't care. I'll bring it on. I'll be like, okay. Okay. And then I'll start asking everybody, what do you make? What do you make? What do you make? What do you make? And let's see how many people tell me how much they make. Willingly. Gonna, Willingly tell me how much they make. It's different when you're in a public forum like these people are. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. It's not. I, it's not I the same know. as being in a regular business. It's really not. And, and, I, and I, you I, could make an argument that perhaps people in a regular business also, perhaps if it were more public, then there would be more justice as far as the pay scales go. Mm-hmm. But that's another conversation. And, for and another the reason day. it is made public is because of taxes, right? Probably. Is that why? Is that why no, just so everybody gets paid for doing the same amount. Of, if, if you're doing as much work as this person, but that person is more of a whiner, should they get paid more? Because they're more of a whiner and it's quiet and nobody knows that they're getting paid more because they're a whiner? Is it fair that they get paid more? I would say no. So that is a good argument for everything being public, whether or not you're in a public forum. But like I said, that's another podcast for another day and another mm-hmm. conversation. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's an interesting one. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, look at the look at the sparks flying here. It, it brings a lot of emotion mm-hmm. out of people just talking about other people's money. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me. It's it's the world we live in. Justice. Now. I mean, look at the Money Mac fight, dude. All Mayweather did on all those access shows was show how much money he had, and people ate it up and loved it. Oh yeah, well Mayweather's taking a fight, but people he's are, counting the dollar bills. Like that's all it was about. It was about how much money they were making. It wasn't even about the fight. Mm-hmm. It was just about hey, how much money are these guys making and bringing to the table. And it's just it's just crazy the world we live in. Yeah. Where me like I'm so obsessed with Conor and Nate Diaz. Why? Because that's an awesome fight. Mm-hmm. That fight is gonna be crazy. I can't wait to see it again. Other than that, I mean, I brought up that uh, I, I said it as soon as I said it, man. Everybody's favorite word, Reebok. That's all you gotta say. Mm-hmm. It brings up a discussion mm-hmm. about anything. Mm-hmm. We could do a whole hour and a half it's podcast. The third on rail Reebok. of politics, basically. But uh, UFC did partner with 7-Eleven this week. I don't know if you've been in any 7-Elevens recently. UFC. 
7-Eleven? They were a partner with 7-Eleven. I don't go to 7-Eleven very much. Books. It used to be like wrestling. They used to have like NASCAR drive, everything. Now it's UFC fighters. That's UFC funny. Global. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. That's how, that's how mainstream. Moving on up. Um, one other thing I did want to touch while we were speaking of fighter kits, one of the guys that's you know, of course, a big part of that fighter kit is the fact that UFC 215 is this weekend, and I haven't heard any buzz about it. That's because they dumped all the crappy fights onto this one, and 216 is going to be stacked, right? No. No? Mm-mm. Is this, is this card supposed to be good? It's okay. I mean, No, it's all... It's all. Yeah, it's not that good. It's right? just the main event is Demetrius Johnson, Ray Mighty Borg. Mouse versus Ray Borg. The main event is Valentina Shevchenko versus Amanda Nunez. Well, that should be a good fight, but it was already scheduled and canceled, right? So that's the problem. So there, like wasn't there, wasn't there an, is there an, another significant fight on this card that was scheduled and canceled? It was Francis Ngannou versus JDS, but JDS popped for steroids. Oh, which, by the way, I want to talk about that, how JDS got popped by USADA oh. and how USADA's been catching a lot of people and mm-hmm. what it's done to the sport so far. Fabricio Werdum, who's a training partner of, I believe, Lyoto Machida, came out today and said he wasn't surprised about the JDS thing and didn't knock him for it for getting called for that prohibited substance. Actually said he believes that USADA might be too strict. Hmm. How do you feel about that? Do you think they that there's such a thing that there could be a drug testing policy that is too strict? Well, these guys should be able to smoke weed. So I'll give you that. But uh, beyond that, I wouldn't be educated enough to say because I don't know what he got. What did he get popped for? What did JDS get popped for? Do we even? Know? I can't remember. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It was something that could be. I don't know. Steroids. Yeah, anything, I, I, I'm not anything. educated enough to say like as far as all that stuff goes. Whether it's too strict, like are they saying like, is this like a poppy seed bagel situation? Like what do we like? I don't know. Maybe. Obviously, know. he was taking something. I mean, you can't... I like USADA because it's separate from the UFC. It's a, It seems like it is a separate entity, and the UFC can't affect them at all, and it's keeping the sport pure. Yeah. Which is, I mean, which is the big the, big, sure the biggest problem with any other sport is that it's not pure. That's the biggest problem, the biggest fault of any sport out there that's not working. Fabricio Doom is claiming that... What was he claiming? He was claiming that it's too strict... And uh, sometimes you take things unknowingly. And you mu- it might have been something you took and you didn't know it was in there. And so, my only argument is... Yeah, but can't they send these in to get tested? Everything you put in your body, you got to get tested. I heard a Mike... Yeah, I always bring up this Mike yeah. Dolce interview I heard. I mean, you guys, know, you guys are in a public said, forum. You're getting paid a lot more than I am. Yeah. Just call like, me you got to watch your butt, dude. I'm not... Mike Dolce, a nutritionist much. guru... I mean, seriously. He's the best of the best. Mike Dolce is the best of the best. He is one of the best of the best. He's up there with George Lockhart. He has had so many successful stories with Mm -hmm. fighters. And he said that, like, you really don't need anything. All you need is natural product. There you go. As far as, and if you listen to Better Health and World, the... Unprocessed garbage. Yes. That's what you need. He said all you need for recovery really is natural stuff that's been put on this earth. Fruits, vegetables, all that other good stuff. You know, you don't need all this other crap. Nope. You don't. You just don't have to have it. You don't need a pre-workout, and he guys. he said that everything a you take... A cup of coffee is all the pre-workout you need. You can get it sent to USADA. You talk to Jeff Nowitzki, and it gets sent to USADA, and they test it for you and let you know if anything is in there. And I, I just, I don't know. At this point in USADA, I just don't understand any reason why anybody's popping. Well, a cup of coffee could be. I mean, John Jones just passed his blood test. And there's a big deal about that, but that's not the same as urine. It's just not. Are they trying to say he didn't do the anabolic steroids? No, they are. 
Because it came out that his blood test just passed the same night that he popped for the P-test for the Turin ball. Mm-hmm. And then USADA came right out and said, hey, look. Sample B. It, no, we're still waiting for sample B. Okay. I guess it's going to take another week or two before we find out. <laughs> but they said that <laughs> a blood test does not show the same things as your urine does. Mm-hmm. The urine analysis is the only way you can track yeah. Turin ball or whatever you say that drug. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I don't know if they can be too strict. I'm kind of on the fence about this because, like, Yoda Machida was in the beginning of it, and he's the guy he's making an example of, and maybe he was too strict, but he was still... He was like the stretch marks of USADA. You know, he was still doing the learning curve. I mean, and it's always an arms race between the steroids and what can mask the steroids and the drug tests, so mm-hmm. can you be too strict if you're always trying yeah. to beat those things that hey, are trying to beat the test? My can thing you be is, too strict? If you're a natural-born fighter and you're doing everything right, what is there to hide? Yeah. Like, why do you need all these goofy things that you've never heard of that you're putting in your body? Mm-hmm. That's my only question. I'm not a fighter. I don't know anything about it. I don't know if I can really judge too much. Mm. But why are you putting this stuff in your body to begin with? Like, what's happening? Did you use this stuff when you were in high school? Did you use it when you were in, you know, you were young? What, what's going on here? Like, I don't, I don't understand. And, you know, JDS just doesn't seem like a likely spec- suspect, but can it be too strict? I don't know. I don't know, because I'm not in it, but I'd like to say no. And it's good that the UFC took that approach. But my last question before we get on to another part, Mighty Mouse, why is it that he is fighting for a record, his 11th title defense, and yet nobody cares? I mean, I'm starting to build up to the fight a little bit. Like, I'm interested. I'm starting. I mean, I like Ray Borg. He looks in fantastic shape right now, by the way. Ray Borg, I don't really have a doubt that he's not going to make weight. I was scared about that in the past. Oh, really? When Mighty Mouse con- you know, really got on TJ Dillashaw and his weight issues because he's never been to 125 before as the reason why he wouldn't fight him. But yet Ray Borg's missed two of his four appearances at flyweight. Hmm. Um, but he looks in fantastic shape. But nobody is talking about this fight. And I think this thing is going to bomb in the box office. And why is that? I mean, the man's going for a record. Because he's boring. I don't even think he's that he's boring. He's classically boring because there's no competition for him. And his, these guys aren't real competition for him. His fights haven't, they've never been exciting. And Ray Borg, I mean, his name even makes it sound like he came off a conveyor belt. It's just boring. It's just not exciting. People, yeah, wanted, him, people wanted him to fight TJ Dillashaw for this Two fight. Two title fights. But that was never meant to be. And there's just nothing you can do about it. And it's funny that this fight is headlining a pay-per-view, whereas the fight where he tied the record for title defenses... It was on Fox. It was on Fox, and it was the lowest-rated UFC event on TV ever. And we have two boxes ever. that we never heard of ever. doing three million. It was the lowest-rated event ever, yeah. and you didn't have to pay for it. Now this is a pay-per-view event. Like that. That's not his fault. And that's it's it's just how it is. I don't know. Sums it up right it's there. The hey, weather. Two boxers on. Fox. You can yell at the rain. I don't last know. Last weekend. You can yell at the, the UFC for making him headline the event. I guess you got to because he's breaking Anderson Silva's record. Yeah. But it's still, it's just. Two boxers did better, and nobody ever heard of them. And they it's did Jim Caldwell going views. up to the mic. Everybody grab a pillow. But with that being said, now it is time. This is where we separate the weak from the strong. The strong and the weak. Joe Newbauer at Joe Knows MMA, our resident MMA historian, is now going to tell us his strong. 
My first one, real quick, we didn't even touch the subject. I can't believe we didn't get to it, but there was a big MMA event this weekend, the one everybody counted out, Rotterdam. Of course, UFC on Fight Pass last weekend, the main event, Volkov. Alexander Volkov against Stefan Struve in the main event of True Heavyweight Slugfest, and Volkov emerges officially as a true heavyweight contender. I mean, we had the return to CR Bahardizada knocking out Rob Wilkinson, an Afghanistan fighter, a guy we haven't seen in about four years just do his thing. Darren Till looked impressive. Maribek Tasimov's KO over Felipe Silva was a thing of beauty. Felipe Silva, by the way, is like 43-3 and in Muay Thai, a consecutive Muay Thai champion with 41 knockouts. And Maribek Tasimov, the guy from MMA, knocked him out with one punch within a minute. That's his fifth knockout in a row in the lightweight division, by the way. Rising contenders in the UFC 205 division, Alexander Rakic and Abdul Karim Adelav made their impressive debuts. And remember this name, Zabit Magomedsherapiyev. Nice. I might have said that a little wrong, but you know what? I've been practicing it. You know why? Because he may be practicing it. You look at that thing, you would not know how to say it. it for a long time. Look at it on paper. No, this was his first MMA UFC fight. It's going to be the new Nebuchadnezzar. This guy might be the future champion Sweet. at 145. He is that nice. good. Mark Henry. Renowned coach has said that this guy is the champion. He's learning Russian just to learn more about this guy. Hmm. That's how good he is. And he will be a top contender in the very near future. By the way, Rotterdam adopted all the 2017 Unified Rules of MMA, and I'm Hmm. always a big on that. But my other song will have to be Misha Tate. Everybody remembers Misha Tate. Hmm. She has officially moved from fighter to manager. I'm always excited when I see fighters transition outside of MMA when they know when they're hanging up and transition into something else. This girl is now a manager to the fighters with her 808 management. It is a great move on her part. I consider her one of the founding mothers of MMA. Mm -hmm. Mm, Nice. She is so good. She was a former world champion. She's been there, done it at the low times, at the high times, all the times. Her experience can really help the young woman athletes of tomorrow, and I commend her for it because I think she's going to be very successful in her new pursuit. And now, what is your week? My week. While we were thinking about USADA earlier, I got to say, Rory McDonald. The new Bellator import. Of course, he's 1-0 in Bellator right now. He had that dominating victory over Paul One of Paul their Daly. few possible legitimate fighters. Oh, he's One of their best, best, best. He has a win over Tyron Woodley, and recently he legitimately could be the welterweight champion of the One world One of the fighters today. to perhaps bring Bellator a well, closer legitimacy. When he fought Robbie Lawler a few years back in one of the best mixed martial arts contests ever, he just recently came out with a statement on Reddit where he says he was convinced Robbie Lawler was on P. PEDs for their title fight. Hmm. Now, my problem with that is a guy that's never been accused of being on PEDs before, you were straight trying to put him he on blast. He was so strong. He must have been on drugs. Robbie Lawler has, that was the first, you know that card that Robbie Lawler and Roy McDonald fought on was the first official card that had USADA? Hmm. Wow. And you were trying to put him on blast saying he was cheating? That's funny. I just, I don't like that stuff. If you don't have the facts to prove it, don't say it. No. Don't A guy that still looks the same since that fight, he has not changed. He is still the same fighter, the same guy. He looked like the same exact fighter that just fought Donald Cerrone that fought Roy McDonald two or three years ago, whenever it was. I believe it was 196. So, Roy McDonald, if you're going to bring an accusation like that that's that serious to the table, at least have more fats to back it up. Don't take that loss so bitter. Mm. Bring something more to the table because you don't just... 
throw somebody's name in the dirt like that. That's just disgusting. Mm. Get out of my face with that stuff. Thanks for coming ringside today. We love you, Maniacs, when you stop by. Please tell your friends about us. Like, share, retweet, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. There, you should also grab our sister production, Better Health and World, to devour good health, life, and everything that speaks to maximizing every day of the human experience. Follow Joe Newbauer at Jono's MMA. Gabrielle Tambo and at Gabby underscore T. And me, Matt Kirkman Jr. at Matthew J. Better. We love you guys and girls. Peace.